I'm not kidding about this. Call the realtor in your town and say, would you like to grab a dozen of your clients that are all in the house buying process or the house selling process and bring them in here, put a little bit of lunch in front of them, and I'll give them some staging tips. The Wingnut Social Podcast, episode 18 with the GOAT, Luann Nigara. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, Darla Powell, the head wingnut of Wingnut Social. I'm joined by the effervescent yet sadly soulless ginger. Ah, this never gets old for her. Natalie Graf. Hello, people. Hello. Hello, Natalie Graf. Today is a milestone in our podcast history, Natalie, because today we're interviewing the capital G-O-A-T. Does anybody know what that stands for anymore? I do. Everybody should know what that stands for. No, we didn't go to a uh, petting zoo. And open up our microphones. Didn't you say you wanted a goat? <laughs> I, you know, I do want a you goat. You can't. They'll eat everything. They're adorable. Yeah, they're cute, but no. No, but today on the show, I have we have such a treat. I and we have such a treat for you. We have the internationally world-famous, world-renowned, incredible design podcast host of a well-designed business, the none other, the inimitable, super, super fab, Luann Nigara. Yay! I have boots on. (laughs) So Darla used to run a lot and Darla used to listen to podcasts and listen to podcasts. And she came to me and says, hey, there's this one podcast. I've been listening to it. I really think you need to hear it. I'm like, why do I need to hear a podcast? Yeah, she won't listen to podcasts. Yeah, I don't even hardly listen. She doesn't even listen to her own. Barely. I try. Darla makes me, forces me. Anyhow, Luann has been so influential with Darla and how Darla got her start. It's uh, a really an amazing story, but Darla has already told that twice now. But not here. Not on this one. I think I think they deserve to hear it. So go ahead, Darla. Tell All them. All right. So I used to be a cop, right? And I would go run before my shift and listen to podcasts. And I was interested in interior design. So I did a little search. I said, let me find podcasts on interior design. And the search index just happened to pop up with Luann's show, which was a B2B business podcast on interior design. So then, ah, what the hell? Let me check this out. And it got my brain fired up, got me started to think, hey, you know, I could do this. This is something that could really happen. And I took her guest's advice and took action. Long story short, about a year after I started listening to her podcast, you and I decided to uh, stop arresting bad guys and go arrest bad design. Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Long story short. So she's definitely been my muse with starting my whole interior design business. And I I owe her an absolute lot. And I'll tell you another thing about Luann freaking Nigara. She makes this shit look easy. 
<laughs> podcasting, getting out here and doing a podcast and interviewing and paying attention and actually listening. She makes it look effortless. And I have to tell you, it is not. She is amazing at what she does. And today she's going to give us a little advice on how to become a public speaker. I think that's important uh, in this day and age and how people need the refreshing encouragement. Right. And how, how effortless is she speaking in front of people, right? So um, she's, she's hilarious and she's all but maybe five foot tall, maybe a little <laughs> taller, <laughs> Maybe, but it's awesome. She's great. I've been got to meet her personally a few times. Um, she's really, really is an all around a great person and she has an excellent business mind. And I think if you guys stay tuned, you'll learn a lot. I know they, everybody listening knows who she is, I'm sure. So when you say this next guest needs no introduction, this is really true. This next guest really doesn't need an introduction, but there it was anyways. So Wingnuts help us in welcoming Luann Nigera, the GOAT, to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Luann Nigara. How the hell are you? Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Darla and Natalie, you can't even imagine how happy I am to be here on your podcast. I think it's insane that you actually have one, and I'm so excited for both of you. <laughs> ah, the check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. <laughs> we are. We, you know us. We are insane. That shouldn't surprise anybody. I just When I think that, what is it, coming up on a two-year anniversary of being an interior designer, and look at all the things that you have accomplished with the help of your staff trusty sidekick there, of course. <laughs> it's remarkable, Darla. I, this is amazing. Thank you. Imagine what she could accomplish if she had a soul. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or I, if I didn't have another full-time job. Two full-time jobs. <laughs> right. But enough about me. This is about you, Luann Nagara, and how you are the goat of all things interior design, business to business, media, et cetera, et cetera. So I was telling the listeners that you need no introduction. And that, of course, is true. I'm sure there's no one listening to my podcast that hasn't heard yours first. So I wanted to dive in since we're a marketing podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you have accomplished in what three short years in becoming such a draw public speaker, you have a book, your podcast, you know, puts all other design podcasts to shame. I wanted to kind of start with that and see if you could give the wingnuts and the designers listening how you segued saying one day to Vincennes, hey, let's start a podcast. And now you're getting paid to speak everywhere. <laughs> you know, because there's some interior designers who are just influencers who just want to be, you know, talking heads, right, right. who, who want to go out there and do that. And plus, learning how to speak effectively and getting out in front of people and doing panels and such at high market. You got to let her speak. Darla. Yeah, I am. Help okay. your bottom line. So that's where we're going with this. Okay. So let's get started. Okay. So here's the thing. It is no different doing what I have done to what we, you and I both talk to interior designers about and helping their businesses. It starts with a plan. You know, when I approached Vincennes uh, three years ago about the podcast, I had spent the previous two and a half, three months researching the heck out of what creates a fantastic podcast and every aspect of it. I am a researcher by nature. Even if I'm going to go, I, I tell the story sometimes where I've been a runner since I'm 14 years old and I grew up at a, at a lake. And so I've been swimming since I'm like three and a half, running my whole life and 
14 competitively and recreationally. And of course, you know, you ride a bike. I mean, you just ride a bike. But even when I was like 40 years old and I was going to do a triathlon, I had to read a book on how to do a triathlon because, oh, wow. you know, I'm just like, that's how I am. And so the thing about it is, is that that pays off when you go to do anything, that you really understand what it is you're setting out to do and have a plan to do it. And so that's what it is. By the time I, I approached him in uh, that fall, late fall, and said, I want to do a podcast. And his famous reply is, what's a podcast? Which was legit, his reply. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know you've been talking about it and you've been researching it for a few months, but okay, now if you want me to spend money on this, you're going to actually have to explain to me what it is. And, um, and so the truth is, Darla, every single thing that you have watched me do over these last three years is in that business plan from three years ago, from the books to the speaking, to the coaching, to everything. And it's just a matter of having the plan and executing it in its time when it's time to do it with intention. You know what I just realized here? What? Natalie's Vincennes. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, well, I have more have hair than Vincennes. And and I mean, we, if we have them. That's all I can say for sure. <laughs> right. So I did the same thing, right? Before we, I started the interior design business, you know, I did all my research, listened to the podcast, yours namely, chiefly, number one. She and had to tell me what a podcast was. I'm like, what the heck's a podcast? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, there's this, there's this, this lady does this podcast. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> okay. But let's back, let's backtrack just a smidge. Okay. So, okay. Plans. So you're Plans. Yeah, you're saying I want to plan to do a podcast, but what was that little twinkling in your eye? What was the what was your end game in starting a podcast at that time? Did you see yourself bouncing around from show to show and stage to stage and, and being such a, a draw public speaking in the interior design industry? Was that your end game? Or is that something that organically evolved? Well, it's a it's that's a that's a tiny bit layered the answer to that because the actual moment of inspiration for the podcast was a separate entity. I had actually been a guest on a podcast and I had, I had been on a journey to figure out what the next phase was going to be. And so the layers come in like this because I have always been drawn to public speaking. I have always been comfortable speaking. I was a president of my class for four years, would get up and do that stuff as a kid. I've always been, I've, you, you hear the podcast, Darla, I grew up, mm -hmm. you know, Wayne Dwyer and Og Mandino. And then later, you know, Tony Robbins is my contemporary. He's my age. Do you know what I'm saying? But as a, when I'm in my, when the two of us are in our early twenties and he's starting to succeed and build his platform, I'm just in my world watching it and eating it up. And then of course, you know, you have Oprah that the example of Oprah, that that's the combination. These are people that are truly doing what they're passionate about doing. And it's wrapped up in a mission to help other people do what they want to do. So it starts that there's so, there's certain people that are drawn to share, not just share on a small level. That's so, so important. We need the people that are interested in doing that. But then there are other people that are drawn to share on a big level. And I've always been drawn to that, but never was the door or the path open to doing it bigger than my little world right? And always happy in my little world doing it. There's many times, you know, Window Works, as I've mentioned on the show, on my show before, is is highly successful in our niche. As a window treatment company, we are um, valued and we are recognized as 
a little bit better than the others at doing things better. Vin and myself and Bill, we have it locked down. And so when we're in that little window treatment niche world, we're often called on, oh, would you come and speak about this? Would you talk about that? And as I was in my 20s and 30s, always the seniors and the uppers at Hunter Douglas or at Window Works when it was the franchise, they would always say, I'd love to get you as a trainer, love to get you on the road and go around and talk to the other uh, franchisees and blah, blah, blah. But I was married with kids. And that was not like Vin would look at me and go, it's not happening. Like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) You're not flying off for three days this week to go train somebody else in Arizona how to run a window treatment business. You know what I mean? And of course, I knew it wasn't possible. So when you say, what was the inspiration and did I always know it would be here? It's sort of like when all your wants and visions and dreams come together. It isn't, hey, let me do a podcast because that is my ticket to do this. It was like, I had that moment of, oh my goodness, that was so cool being on that podcast. I want a podcast. And then when I did my research, it was like, oh, and if I finally write that book that I've been talking about, and when I'm a podcaster, if I, you know, can start to speak in front of groups and, and then it was like, huh, this is now what I have been in this little germ for my entire life is all coming together. So you're right. That was an incredibly layered answer because at the end, the answer is yes <laughs> and no. It was a little bit of both, right? Yeah. So organic and there was in some definite um, planning there. So, okay. So everybody who knows you knows that you are incredibly comfortable in your own skin and incredibly comfortable speaking. So there, you know, most of us aren't, especially in front of people. That sounds like it came pretty naturally to you. What would you recommend to the designers listening, to the wingnuts listening to help them get more comfortable you know, getting out in front of people and speaking in front of people in person? There's two things. Just do it. If you really have a desire to do it, you have to just do it. And if you are truly struggling with uh, the jitters and and the fear, if you're still at that level where that is that level of, of anxiety and discomfort, then you've got to do it at places where it really doesn't matter. You know, that if you fall on your face, you know, invite the PTA to uh, something that you teach them about how to style a bookshelf. My favorite example, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the thing is that in that small group, whether that small group is eight people or 30 people, that's a small group that wants you to succeed. And, and, and so, and, and, if, and by the way, if you don't, you know, nobody's taking an ad now to paper and saying Sally Smith designer flopped at the PTA meeting on how to style a bookshelf. Like just do it. Right? <laughs> no, it's just all over social media. That's all. <laughs> Man, this designer sucks. Don't go to her talks about bookshelf stylings ever. Right, right. So that's <laughs> Thing is to, to literally just do it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable. But the second and the most important part is, is that the more uncomfortable you are speaking, the more absolutely solid you must be in your content right? Because if you really, truly know what you're talking about, even if you're nervous, once you go through that first or second or fourth sentence, it's going it, to, it's going to come out. And if something happens in the middle of it, a big bang in the back of the theater or the back of the room, and it throws you off your game, if you actually know what you're talking about, you'll be able to get back on it. And then it becomes, the more you do it, 
it, the easier it is to do on the fly. Hey, here's the mic. Oh, okay. I'll, let me take the mic. What should I say? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds like you. Let me take the hair. Let me take that mic. Yeah. Okay. So and there's our tips. Okay. Just do it. Get out there. Get the jitters out. Practice. But say you're an interior designer and what would the why behind this be? Okay. There's interior designers out there listening saying, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable sitting on my end of the laptop, putting out some social media posts. I don't really see where the ROI would be in getting up and, you know, writing something, getting in front of, you know, the Harper Valley PTA and styling a bookshelf for them. What, what is the, what would the ROI be for them in doing that? And how is that helpful? And do they need to even do that? No, they absolutely do not need to do it, right? Because the thing is, to me, it's 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 like if your superpower is writing a blog, like Darla, you actually have multiple superpowers. Your blogs are <laughs> a riot. They teach and they're fun and you can do that. But then you're also killing it with this podcast. So you have two different ways that you can go at this. But the point is that if you're really good at blog writing and you're super, super uncomfortable to be in front of an audience, then don't do it. Like, what the heck? Everybody doesn't have to do everything, okay? However, mm -hmm. if you have a desire to do it and you want to make money at it, then you must be intentional. And that making money at it could be simply doing the rounds, doing a... It, you don't necessarily have to have money for the exchange of the presentation, but if you have, if you incline to speak and you, and you like it and you like to share in that way, and that's your vehicle, then I'm not kidding about this. Call the realtor in your town and say, would you like to grab, you know, a dozen of your clients that are all in the house buying process or the house selling process and bring them in here, put a little bit of lunch in front of them, and I'll give them some staging tips. Would you like to, you know, go to your kitchen designer? Would you like to have, you know, some of you go through your unsold kitchen clients, people that have come in here, you've gathered their information, they never did a kitchen with you, call them all up and let's get them in here and I'll give them five tips to, to designing a kitchen. And the fact of the matter is, is that ROI comes in because when you make that connection, one of those people are going to hire you or refer you. Right. So what I'm hearing here is that, okay, you don't have to do it. You can get away with not doing it, but I think you'd be leaving a lot on the table by not also pursuing an avenue like this. But I mean, if it's really just putting needles in your eyes and you'd rather die instead of go <laughs> speak in front of somebody, then, you know, that's that's fine, too. But it, it does sound to me like a huge avenue for ROI and getting local clients. Well, and that's the, the, the thing about it is, though, is there is no if you are going to do it because, you know, Luann and Darla said that you should do it and you'll make money at it. But you really are so uncomfortable doing it, then you're, it's not going to convert. Mm -hmm. True. That is true. Than a yep. boring speaker. There's nothing worse than a boring speaker. I, I right. you know, like you forget them needles in their eyes. We're the <laughs> needles in our eyes. Like, please, <laughs> right? So you're not impressing anybody. So, and, and it's the same thing. I have designers that when I'm coaching them and they're all the time, they're like, oh, I have to write a blog. I have to write a blog. I have to get the SEO. And I'm like, let me tell you what, sweetie, you only have to write a blog if you can write a good one. Because if you're going to write a stupid one, don't bother. You know what I mean? Right, Don? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I, we, there's some well-known <laughs> designers and stuff that put out blogs just for the sake of putting out blogs and they're doing themselves more harm than good by just waiting. You always have to present 
best foot forward and just figure out what is that best foot forward for you. If you are a comfortable speaker and with a little practice and intention, you can be adept at it, uh, you know, then, then lean into it. But if you are a much better writer or a much better whatever, I don't know what else there is, Instagrammer. <laughs> you have to be authentic. You see, it is authentic to me to speak. That's the thing. It has okay. been something in me my entire life, whether I was 12 and I didn't have a lot of value to say, or I'm, you know, 56 and hopefully I've got something good worthwhile to say, right? I just, it's who I am. Yeah. And it's, and, and it shows and you're natural and you're entertaining and everybody loves to watch you speak. So speaking about speaking for money, what was your very first paying speaking gig? Can you say, and how did that, how did that come about? Did they come to you or did you actually go and market yourself? I'm trying to think that would have been off the top of my head. I think that would have been for Hunter Douglas probably 10 years ago. Um, oh, okay. But I don't know if there was something before that that was paid. But I spoke to a big group at Hunter Douglas at a, one of their private conferences for top performers. And it was about maybe 300 uh, window treatment professionals. And guess what I spoke to them about? Why you should develop the interior design part of your business. Like why you should develop interior designers as clients for your business. Ah, but how about since what was the first paying speaking gig, gig you got from the podcast as a result of that? Oh, okay. Let's think about that. Well, okay. Now when you enter the speaking world, there's different levels. So there's full out paid and then there, oh, okay. Full out paid was also the first probably one too. That was the IWCE. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then, but see, all, the, you know, and the design world is notorious for not being uh, really forward thinking and paying speakers and so forth like that. A lot of times it's, you'll pay, they'll pay airfare and hotel or they'll just pay hotel or just pay, you know, something like that. So there's a whole combination. And that's also very intentional as well. If you're going to lean into this, you need to consider every day, every week, I get an invitation, thankfully, thank you universe, for some sort of opportunity right now. But the thing is, is that at this point, even though I'm only three years into it, the podcast is so successful. The sponsorships are there. The paid speaking engagements are there. I'm in the middle of writing the second book that I can't say yes to every event, especially ones that are outside of my driving distance, unless at the very minimum, there is airfare and hotel. And if that's not, in, if that is the very minimum, I still have to give it con- careful consideration because everybody thinks you, you fly in to do a, a, a keynote address or a speaking engagement. Hey, one hour, you got five grand. Yay. It's like, I'm sorry. It really isn't one hour. It took me about 10 hours to make that thing look like it came out of my face without knowing what I was <laughs> Okay, that's number one. Number two, it might have taken me three hours to fly there. I'm going to spend all the, you know, the night there before so I know I'm not late the next day for the event. I'm going to travel the next day. So I'm going to be three or four days out of my business. Plus, like you guys say, yeah, you can design a room in an hour, but it took you 10 years to design a room in an hour, right? So it's not the hour on the stage. And so now it's not possible you, you, as you develop, if somebody is listening and wanting to develop their speaking career, 
as you develop it, you have to always make your choices. Just like you make your choices, is this design project worthwhile for me? Is it going to be, ten- be potentially uh, photograph worthy? Is it going to generate referrals? Is it going to do these things? Is it just something that's going to fill a passion in me? So there's different reasons why you would say yes to a design project. And there's different reasons why you would say yes or no to a speaking engagement, right? Because you, if you say yes to everything, then you're just running in circles. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So here's a question for you about how can you, everybody makes mistakes. Do you remember one of the biggest mistakes you made and how you can suggest people steer clear of that besides overextending yourself in, in speaking engagements? <laughs> okay, so you don't mean a mistake speaking. You mean a, a mistake? No, just mistakes as in, oh, man, I shouldn't have booked that. I shouldn't have gone here. I shouldn't have done there. I should have stayed. Is there any kind of advice you can give them? Say, hey, you know, really, when you do this, think about this. You know, don't, don't go that path. <laughs> There's two ways that I look at mistakes is if the mistake is made, even though you brought a decision and an intention and a plan to it, then, and the mistake happens, it turned out not to be good. I'm not really, I don't have a problem with that mistake. I don't really call that a mistake. That's like, hey, I really thought this was going to work. I gave good thought to it and it didn't work. That's a lesson. That's a pivot. That's a like, take it and move, move on and know how not to do it the next time. But when you do something without thinking, if you just go headlong into it and you make a mistake, then you still have to take the lesson out of it. But the bigger lesson is to do the, to approach things with intention and with a plan. I, so, so the thing is that there's no doubt that I have mistakes that were mistakes of the, without the planning. I'm trying to think of something. No, that's good advice. No, that's perfect. <laughs> always, always try to learn from it and try to plan ahead. That's definitely excellent. Well, we can steer. We can steer clear of that. Not. You have to give yourself the grace of you could never get there if you didn't try. Then you just sit frozen, right? Oh yeah, Absolutely. I can't tell you how many mistakes that we've made. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you take yeah. a, you learn from them, then it's a valuable lesson learned, and you move forward. Right. Character shapers—that's yeah, exactly. what they are. Yeah, I've used the I've said the, this mistake on the podcast before when we first were about in business. Maybe I don't know five or six years. You know, our mission at WindowWorks is to be recognized as the very best custom window treatment and awning retailer in our area. That's our mission, right? And about five or six years into bi- business, I got it. A you know a, a Back then, it would have been a flyer in the mail from the gift show in New York City. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I wonder what that is. I should go to that. And I said to Vincennes, you know, I'm going to go to this. And I think we should get little blankets and trinkets for the showroom and sell them. He's like, no, we shouldn't. We don't sell blankets and trinkets. No, people buy throw pillows. We should have them. You know, and there's a lot of things that he just gives me a hard no on. And there's things that he knows I have to hang myself. And so I spent a thousand dollars <laughs> on crap. And we never sold a darn thing of it because it's not in our mission. So. So that was not something that was well thought out and planned on my part. I was like, no, it'll be fine. But he knew better. He knew that there was one thing in our marketing that said, come to WindowWorks for trinkets. <laughs> that's that's quite a tagline. Come I think I like being compared to Vincenzo. <laughs> Pretty sure I like this. Yeah, I remember hearing you say that on the podcast, yeah. actually, yeah. You, to focus. Yeah, I like that he let you kind of hang yourself. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, you know, since we are a, a marketing podcast here, how do you market yourself? Do you market yourself differently or do you just 
as a roll with the punches as a as a yeah yeah Mm -hmm. speaker podcaster do you just roll with the punches or do you you have a plan for that yeah do you have a plan for that it might feel i you know what i hate i hate when the answer is something that oh everybody says that and here's what i have everybody says something because it's true you see the answer is you market yourself by being your you your your fred burns your only right Mm-hmm. What's my you? What is my you? My you is I'm 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 a no prisoners type person. I'm not going to suffer fools. I'm not going to sit here and placate you if you told me I tried this 10 times and it won't work. If I say to you, did you try it 10 times in the same way and it didn't work? Yeah, well, that's dumb. Stop doing it a different <laughs> way, right? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We're going to do it. So my point is I'm a no-nonsense, straight-shooter, direct person. That's one aspect. The other aspect is that I am a researcher. And when you come to my podcast or you come to me coaching, I'm going to know something about you. That's that's something that's true to me. I'm going to make sure that I let you know that it matters to me that you took your time to spend it with me. I mean, if you get here and you do silly stuff, you're going to hear about it. But the point is that I'm going to, I want to know and be able to be a place and a space that you went, huh, that's really cool. I really felt like she heard me. She listened to me. And I didn't even realize I knew that about myself in order to share with my colleagues. So the point is, is that those are my things. There's 10 other things that make me me, right? But I bring them everywhere I go. So if I meet you at market and we have a conversation, I'm going to start asking you about you right? These are the things. What, tell them how many years are you in business? What do you do? So it becomes you guys look at it and think, well, how do you market yourself? And what the answer is, you be you. You be your best you every single time you do something. And it, that's perfect. That's an excellent mm-hmm. And Wayne, let me tell you, I've seen Luann in action at High Point a couple of times, and she actually does do that. I've seen her, you know, hanging out with a group of friends, and she just, she's totally engaged and, and speaking to the people and asking about them and, and, it's genuine. And that's really excellent point. And that's a very, it, it sounds cliche, be the best, you know, be you, be yourself, market yourself, find your tribe, you know, be the only you. And we can put that in the, that Fred Burns episode in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So people can find that episode, but it's, it is true. It is the answer. Mm-hmm. So you don't be me. You don't be dark. <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, nobody could, yeah, hey, nobody could be us. Just, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. It doesn't have to be the person that's engaged. It doesn't have to be the person that's asking questions. It just has to be you. And if you bring you to everything, then your brand develops and, and you start to think in it and sink in it and go, this is me. This is who I am. Okay. So, Luann, that's an excellent segue to find out a little bit more about who you are <laughs> with the What Up Wingnut round. Are you prepared? <laughs> you should, I'm really telling you, everybody should just spend one day with her all day. You guys will see what I deal with. Oh, you know what? We did forget to tell the listeners to, to stay tuned through to the end for the new oh, bloopers yes, feature. Yes, we have bloopers, but oh, yeah. let's bloopers. They're hysterical. I have bloopers too and I thought oh I'm so glad she's doing it I haven't been organized enough to do it I love that you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me let's get back to you now it's time for what up wing night Luann Nigara if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be and why <laughs> all right Darla you know I can't do straight answers right so I have to have a layered answer here too okay so 
The reality is, is that there's two trees when, and I've been listening to your podcast and every single time I hear you ask somebody, ask this question, two trees always come to my mind for me. And then I, little did I know that I would eventually be asked this on air. So clearly <laughs> I do picture the oak tree and the weeping willow. And when I say oak tree, I don't mean like a little baby seven foot oak tree. I mean that major, amazing, gorgeous oak tree that the trunk is like however many feet in diameter. And there's just all these amazing, beautiful branches and the, the, it's just, it's just sitting there and it's just amazing. And this oak tree to me is its stability, its protection. It's all the things that I like to feel and hope that I bring a little bit to the people in my life that you can lean on me. You can come to me. You can be vulnerable and I'm going to have you and I have enough branches and trees and love to help you. And then the other is the weeping willow. And the weeping willow, again, majestic, huge, not a baby weeping willow with the branches all swaying in a soft breeze. And the weeping willow, the oak tree is what I want to be for my people. The weeping willow is who I am in the sense that, you know, we're just going to glide through this. It's all going to be fine. The breeze is going to bring me this way. The breeze is going to bring me that way. And it's all going to be good because I'm strong and I'm tall and I'm here, but I'm flexible. And people think these are silly questions. (laughs) Well, the next one might be. That's really deep. I I might be a little verklempt. Yeah, the next question is a silly question. This is, none of these are silly. (laughs) Yes, Darla. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? All right, this is the truth, man. I don't really care. (laughs) I don't care. You know, I would say to the cook, bring me whatever. I just don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. There you go. (sighs) That explains why you're a little skinny mini, too. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Well, you know, it's funny because this is a tough one because I have always ever, as I've heard your podcast, the same thing. Boom. It just pops in my head. I want to fly. I've always wanted to fly for a thousand years. I has always, always had the dream I was flying. I don't have that dream mm. anymore. I don't have a lot of dreams anymore. Brittany is way too crowded these days, but I used to <laughs> always dream that I was flying. So I really like that. But somebody recently um, said that they wanted, I forget, was it Amy Flurry where they said they wanted the gift of languages? Oh, that was Linda Holt. Linda Holt, right, exactly. And the thing is, I I never thought of that as a superpower, but that has been a passion of mine also since I was younger that I would love to fluently speak multiple languages. So I took t- Italian, I mean, I'm sorry, I took Spanish and French in high school. I took um, French later and, you know, I'm just, I have no, I have no super talent for it. I used to get straight A's in college in French and the teacher would have me talk and she'd say, yeah, I know you actually said the right thing, but my goodness, you just killed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so flying or language? Pick one. I it would have to go to language then because that- Aha! All right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember telling uh, Linda Holt about, remember those little Star Trek things I would have in their ears that would translate everything and they could speak every language? I was obsessed yes. with those. Yes, I thought it was so excellent on her part to say that. I love that. If you had to be left on a deserted island and could only take one thing with you, what would it be? Oh, one thing, not one food? One thing. One thing. Well, Did you do your homework? Okay. I would say <laughs> I, I, 
I have to have sneakers. If I if you if that already comes <laughs> with me, then okay. But if it doesn't, I need to be able to run and exercise and do anything. So if I if I'm just there like in my my BVDs, and then you have to give me sneakers too. <laughs> you're gonna be on a deserted island. You're gonna worry about working out. Well, I would be worried about working out. That would be the joyful thing that I would do. It would be climbing and hiking and doing all that. But that would really stink if I didn't have like. What if on. it's a flat deserted island with one palm tree? <laughs> then I guess I do all that barefoot, and then I could get a second item. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh my god! All right, Luann, Last but not least, please recommend a book to the wingnuts that you have read that has had significant impact on your business. Okay, so again, I debated this because the first answer that comes to my mind is always Og Mandino's "The Greatest Salesman in the World," um, and I debated not giving that answer because it's not this terribly, you know, current business book that's very sophisticated and yada yada. But it is the book that has had the most significance on my life. And so that's, you know, I read it when I was 10 years old. I've reread it nine billion times. I actually organized a live event and had Og Mandino as the speaker when I was in my 30s because I, I idolized him so much. I called up and I said, how much is it? to have Mandino speak. And they said it was $10,000. I was like, okay, if I sell tickets, will he come? And he was, they were like, yes. So I did it. And just so I could oh, wow. go to the airport and meet him and spend the night with him uh, <laughs> you know, and, and meet my idol. And it, the book is, it's a parable. And so you read it in a half hour, 45 minutes, and it just really has the principles that you need to be successful. Forget as a salesperson, just as a person on the planet. So that's Og Mandino, the greatest salesman in the world. All right, cool. Cool beans. Luann Nagara, where can the wingnuts who don't know you, who I'm sure is no one, find you on your social media and tell us a little bit about where they can find your podcast? So everything is on the website, which is LuannNigara.com. On Instagram, it's Luann Nigara. The podcast is a well-designed business and it's on iTunes and iHeart and Stitcher and all those crazy places. And I think I'm up to like 360 or 70 episodes and iTunes doesn't keep the entire library there. So all the back catalog is on my website, luannigara.com. Oh, good to know. So we can just go binge listen. How long do you think it would take to listen to 360 some odd episodes? Well, they're all about an hour long. Luann. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling the wingnuts in, in your intro how, how much you've meant to me and how you were one of the main um, motivators for me starting my interior design business, listening to your podcast. It means so much to have you come on the show. And it's certainly a pinnacle in my career to have to ask you to get to ask you the what up wingnut questions. So, <laughs> I really want to say to you again, I am absolutely so happy for you what you have intentionally created in your life the 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 big shift that you made walking away from uh, a big career and to have the guts and the courage to step into what you knew was what you were supposed to do and it's so evident that it's what you were supposed to do because it has been so successful so quickly and has in turn now helped so many of us with these gifts that you are bringing with helping all of us with social media and blogging and all of it's it's you are now the influencer for all of us darla thank you well thank you so much luann uh, you're a big part of that and i i love you for it thank you so much thank you for coming on the podcast oh, my pleasure thank you thanks pat natalie and giraffe I think I can retire now. This is the pinnacle of my career. I have finally interviewed 
the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Luann Nagara. Ah, oh, you're going to retire again. <laughs> it seems like I retire every other day. Yeah, every six months. Uh, let's do this. Okay, I'm going to retire. Oh, wait, I'm going to retire. Right. So Luann has her own podcast. So obviously she's loquacious, right? She knows she knows how to speak to a subject. But we learned a lot more about Luann. We also learned that Luann has liked to do public speaking since she probably learned to talk, according to her. That's not shocking. Have you ever seen her in action? She just commands a room. I have. I just sit there and listen and watch her. She's all a five foot tall and she gets up like she's that big willow tree. No, it wasn't the willow. The oak. It was the oak. The oak tree. It was so funny how her trees were both humongous. They were. But I do have something. I had a, I had a, um, maybe it was an epiphany. Ooh, big word. I know, I know. This uh, soulless ginger actually has has some big words in her repertoire. So anyways, how do you market yourself differently? And I love the fact that her basic answer is you just have to be you. You have to be you. Well, I guess everybody's different. So That is. So I'm telling you, you can't make fun of me for being me. Oh, not at all. So the redneck soulless ginger, you're stuck. No, that's part of the draw. Don't You've you understand? Gotta be you. I'm and leveraging I love, that. I love the fact that that was Luann's answer. Just be you. Be the best you that you can be. And be it be corny as she might think or whatever. It's it's just true. So anybody that's on that edge and is just sitting there, you know, should I do this? Should I not? Should I do this? Do it. Be you. Corny. Unless you're schizophrenic. That's a bad idea. Then you can be a lot of people. <laughs> No, but seriously, if you're an interior designer, you know, Luann was very sweet. She's like, if you hate public speaking, then, you know, don't do it. If you want to put needles in your eyes, you don't want to get up and speak because then the audience is going to want to put needles in their eyes. But she's, I think she's a lot nicer and more forgiving than I am. I would be like, you know, bust through that, at least try to get out of that comfort zone. That's how we've made all of our growth is getting out of that comfort zone and being scared to death and just doing it anyway. Because I think that if you don't get out there and do, you know, like Amy Fleury was talking about, too, she was talking about, you know, meeting in person, doing the porch parties, not potties. If you listen to the bloopers, you would have heard that. Um, You know, that networking, I think you'd be leaving a lot of money on the table because an interior, interior design business is intimate. You have to have those relationships. So might as well get out there, build your confidence, learn how to speak. And, you know, and there's interior designers out there who don't want clients who just want to be influencers and just want to be a talking head on HGTV. So, you know, get out there, get booked, do panels, get speaking, get into that, start marketing on that and get noticed, get seen. I I definitely think it's a valid area for revenue. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 I have work to do. I have a client meeting in 30 minutes. So guys, Luann did mention her favorite book by Ogmandino, which is the greatest salesman in the world. Check out audible.com and see if they have that book there. I'm definitely going to go and download it. Just remember that listeners of the Wingnut Social podcast can get a free trial just by going to audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial and download your free audiobook for 30 days and see what you see what you think, see what you like. Tell them you want your damn book. And if you guys like what you hear, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow us at Wingnut Social on all the social media channels. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Am I forgetting anything? No, I think you pretty much wrap that up. All right, Wingnuts, until next time. So long. Peace. 
You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Get to your point. Why are you laughing? Because you made me forget my point. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bloopers. And Luann is actually the... <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. <sighs> that listeners to the Wingnut Social podcast get a free trial just by going to Audible Trial at slash farts, farts, farts. What is it? <laughs> Hold on. You know what? That didn't suck too bad, right? No. All right.